Teachers, this is Aaron. I'm on with Patrick. As always, it's been a, it's been out 30 years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is definitely our longest break. But those of you thought you weren't gonna have to listen anymore, <laughs> fool on you. Yeah, we're yeah. back. We're in the new studio. <laughs> yeah, new studio. We got looks real nice and it does. I'm, it's a you know brick by brick as they say. It's, <laughs> it's coming together. It's a coming little along. Bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's good to be back. Man. Yeah, man. It's starting to feel like it. Out of sorts without it, man. I know. Yeah, yeah. It's uh. So we're. I guess we can talk about. It. We're going through kind of a transition. First of all, yeah. Aaron, congrats on your new job. Yeah. So I am uh, um, transitioning out of the position I was into. It's, it's a lateral move, I guess. Same position, different program. Um. So there's some sadness to that, um, but also some joy. So there's that transition. Right. We've officially transitioned out of. Uh, the the building. The buildings. We're out of the, the brick and builders. We're officially into the uh, module. What are they? The, the learning module. Learning modules. We're in the learning modules. It's a double wide <laughs> trailer. Um, but I think it will actually help our podcast because now we have different, you know, like you'll be talking about stuff you're doing at your job. Yeah. I'm talking about stuff yeah. I'm doing. You know? and, then we, and we can coordinate. And we can lie because <laughs> we'll have no way to know if the story's actually happened. My highlights are going to be fantastic. <laughs> right, yeah. I got to save this kid's life. It was unbelievable. He was up a tree. Yeah. I just climbed right up there, talked him out. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not going to get their mistakes because who knows. It was I mean, a month ago. it was a month ago. Yeah. So struggle of the week. Um, mine is, we're getting, our, as we've talked about, like our kids are kind of the, not the same. Well, they're the same as they were our last episode. We're still getting a lot of the mental illness stuff. Yeah. Um, less, which is good, less behaviors, but not as good when, um, you know, we're obviously not therapists. Mm. So when you see maybe something a kid's written that is disturbing or they say something disturbing, uh, my struggle is just like how to come back to that. Yeah. Like how to address it. Um, cause you don't want to ever judge our kids. Yeah. Um, but you have to address it and, and you don't want to upset them, um, unnecessarily before they can talk to their therapist. So kind of just navigating that has been a struggle for me so far this year. Um, yeah, uh, I agree. It's, 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 it's always a tricky spot to be in um, because you want to maintain those relationships that you're building, but at the same time you want to you have to kind of set those boundaries, which is always a tough place to be because you know the kids know that that, that kind of happens, but it's it's always you know even even without our population, just kids in general, just as they are going through the development stages, it's just you know setting boundaries is always tough for them to, to kind of hear and deal with, um, and it's always hard to navigate that when they're kind yeah, of, and I guess. I was just gonna say the only the only advice I have with that is um, like today this kid wrote a note and I he wanted me to print it out for him and there's some very disturbing stuff in it and I gave it to his therapist and just like being honest with the yep. kids about that stuff like hey I'm not you're not gonna get in trouble for this um, but I, ha- I I can't just give you that because of the content like I have to let your therapist read it because that's like something that can definitely damage a relationship absolutely like they have like yeah um, I think I agree because I almost had a similar situation this morning where where it's um, you were a had kid had a notebook taken that had some back and forth going on in it, and um, you're you're 100 right. Like the most you can do is tell them like, hey, I I can't guarantee that you're gonna get that back, um, or you know, but 
you know, somebody's going to have to take a look at that. You know, they're, they're, somebody's going to have to have eyes on that. I'm not sure what it's going to be. So you're, you're absolutely right. Just giving them up front um, and letting them know up front. I mean, they may not like it, but, I mean, I think we've said it before. Like, they can, they can respect right. the honesty and yeah. the truth. Our kids are all – I mean, yeah, they will get very mad initially. But our kids, if you're honest with them, they're usually like, I, I get it. Yeah. I know why you had to do that. And Craig used that great example when he was on our show. Everyone listen to Craig and them. What a podcast. <laughs> what a podcast. I need to catch up. I might do it tonight on the night <laughs> yes. But yeah, Craig's got a great podcast going. So he gave that example of the kid who was interested in Satanism. Mm-hmm. And Craig's a very religious man. But like you can't, like with our kids, you can't say, that we don't know what they're seeing. First of all, mental illness, what they're right. feeling. And second of all, telling them it's stupid or it's it's not. It's a, wrong. It's or... wrong. Is, that's what they've heard their whole life. You right. need to at least let them know you care about them. And then also let them know that you're going to have to some steps we have to t- take to like stay safe and all yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, and, and as you're, as you, as you're honest, I mean, it, it's going to be hard for them to understand at first because they may or may not be used to that. Um, but like I said, uh, they will eventually, they'll come to respect it because they know that if they can ask you a question and they know that you're going to tell them the truth. Good, bad, or ugly, whatever that may look like, it, it helps because they understand like, okay, Patrick's not going to lie to me. Right, right. Um, my struggle of the week uh, has been, you know, the days and times that we're in, uh, it's not, it hasn't bode well for some of our for some of our kids. And the fact that um, there are some that aren't just making the progress that we would like to see. Um, it's a, it's an unfortunate uh, situation that does happen. You know, kids tend to get um, stuck or stagnant in in their treatment. Um, and like I said, with the way things are now, you know, there is isn't a whole lot going on um, in in the in the world for them to do. They don't have um, outings at least for school in school and you know we're still self-contained and we're you know they're still affected by by some of the outside things that are happening right and i think not like getting to visit wherever their next placement might be or having right. that, as much in-person contact with their caretakers it, I, it obviously would make it harder to see like the light at the end of the tunnel if those things aren't happening so, yeah. yeah we do have a lot of kids right now they're just kind of stuck yeah and it's it's those those are the times and some of those kids where it's you really have to dig in your bag of tricks of trying to find motivation for them because, um, you know, some, even if the, they just don't have it, they are stuck or, you know, maybe they've, they've just been in the program, you know, long or, um, like I said, the way things are now, there isn't just a whole lot of movement. Um, things feel, tend to feel the same for them every day. Um, so if, if there was advice for uh, stagnant kiddos and things that when that starts to happen, um, I Try and find, pull them out of whatever that might be, um, part of their their day to day routine. Like so, right now, like don't focus so much on academics. Maybe right. if if that's if that's the thing. So, you know, maybe focus on an interest um, as opposed to saying, hey, we got to do six hours of math. You know, say, hey, we're gonna check in for math for X, Y, and Z amount of time, and then, hey, what do you what would you like to do? Right. Um, yeah. For at least for English, I'm trying to give them. Because they have their computer work, and then for the paperwork, I'm just trying to give them as many options as possible. Yeah. Like give them like 10, 15 things, and be like, hey, just do. I don't care if it's writing, I don't care if it's grammar. Just do like two or three things here, so we can get some work samples, and then go from there. Because yeah. like you said, like just being like, hey, diagram this sentence. Like this is not really the time for that. <laughs> Unfortunately, right. Right. it's just not. Yeah. Because um, sometimes the way to get them more involved is to involve them in things that they might want to do. Um, because even even outside, even with you know therapy, sometimes you know that I you know the therapist can indicate that uh, sometimes they even they even get stuck in therapy. Um, so it doesn't always work. But trying to pull them out of of that and give them something else to focus on um, 
Yeah, whatever that might be. Luckily, they're still doing a pretty good job with their peers. Yeah. For the amount of time they're together, like yes. discuss, they're just together all twenty four hours a day. Yeah. Yeah, because they usually get breaks for like home passes, and then they're they might be in a different class at school, but now they're grouped by colleges because of obviously because of COVID. So it's just a lot. <laughs> There's just a lot coming at them. Yeah. And some of them are just kind of on the treadmill of life. Of a, yeah, not, not making the steps in the direction <laughs> yeah. we want them to go. All right. All right, so highlight of the week. There's our five negative minutes of the week. <laughs> um, shockingly, mine is an IEP meeting. It was on nice. – yeah, because Anna was on Zoom, so two things I hate. Um, but two necessary things I hate. Um, so we had like 10 or 11 people on this uh, Zoom call. for a child that was about to leave, and the child was at the meeting, and he advocated for himself what he wanted his next steps to be. And then everyone – and this rarely happens in IEP meetings, unfortunately. Everyone in the IEP meeting was just like – very interested in what was best for this child. Nice. Everyone let each other talk. Nice. No one was trying to like talk over people or you know say their way was the right way. Yeah. And this meeting went on for two hours, and, the, and none of it was wasted. Like it was all constructive. What are the next steps for this kid? And it didn't go exactly how he wanted, but it. it everyone was so good at like explaining the reasons for stuff. He mm-hmm. left the meeting like satisfied. That's the best outcome that you could ever have. I mean, most kids, most kids, most of them don't even want to participate. Right. Let alone, <laughs> let alone give input that is you know. Helps, helpful for them and, and makes them feel satisfied. And at the end, he was like, I get it, but I'm going to show you guys. And I was like, what? I was like, what a response. I wish I had more of that. Right. <laughs> like, he was like, I'll show you. Because right. like, the thing was, like, he's going to continue at uh, a private school for another couple of months and then maybe transition to public school. Back and to his home like, school? He's like, I'll show you guys the yeah, next couple I'm, months. And I was like, wow. That's more than you can ask for. I, like, I hope you do, man. I, 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 right. I love the determination. Unless you want me to nag you <laughs> and motivate you, and then I'll do that. No, you have no chance. <laughs> But yeah, awesome kids. No, kudos, man. Good for good. Good on that. Um, my highlight of the week uh, actually had a uh, started uh, with what with what could have been a struggle. Uh, <laughs> um, has had a had a bit of a crisis situation um, with a young man um, earlier this week, and uh, he was very escalated. Um, had you know several staff trying to help him out and keep him separated from uh, another peer and from the building, and at some point. Uh, he got access to an open door, and he and I kind of, uh, you know, I was trying to body position myself so that he couldn't come in, and he was trying to force himself in, and, and, and in doing so, he, you know, grabbed, got a hold of me. Yeah, I saw, I saw a little bit of it. I, I heard him tell, tell you how small your head was. <laughs> well, I mean, what? It's genetics, man. I can't do it. Anymore, <laughs> Some of the insults, I'm like, oh. where did that come from? Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, he, he, he was very... Uh, upset and, 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 and aggressive and uh, we you know we went through that whole situation and all of that you know came to an end and um, but the highlight of all of that is that this morning he found me in the hallway and uh, came and apologized and said hey you know I'm, I, I really want to say I'm sorry for everything that happened and transpired and um, you know I, I, I didn't really mean to to do all of that it was not my intention you know I, I um, so I, it was it was very nice and very it felt very genuine um, that um, because mind you this didn't have this happened earlier this week so his apology right. didn't come right on top of the 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 crisis it, which is which happens sometimes right um, I very much appreciated the fact that like I could tell that he gave it thought it mattered to him um, it's not the first time that he and I have had a conversation about you know him making progress and, and focusing on the right thing so it was it was 
a really nice moment for him to, like I said, take the time and the consideration to pick his words wisely. Right. Um, and he really wanted me to know that he, the, he, he felt genuinely bad about it. He wasn't just saying sorry. He felt bad right. for it. And I feel like that's harder. Like the longer, the longer time goes in between when you do something wrong yeah. and when you apologize, it like gets harder. It gets like harder. <laughs> upset. Like I've said some in meetings before that I feel like I should apologize to coworkers with. And then like a week goes by, and I'm like, oh, that's too late. <laughs> so, yeah, you had your chance. Yeah, not like he didn't mean, but like I, I should have, you know, like I might I could cut that person off by accident, or like that wasn't my intention yeah. when I said that. Um, actually, funny one was the, our amazing chef. Okay. I was telling her like on Fridays I was gonna stop bringing lunch because the lunch looks so good, uh-huh. and. Um, she thought I meant to make me an extra lunch. But there's just one kid in our class that never eats it. So like, I didn't have to apologize, but that would be an example. Like, Because at the end, she was like, I'll make you. I was like, no, you don't. I was like, God, I look like such a jerk. Like, make me lunch. Get my meal. How do I always do that? Even over text, I was offered. I don't understand. Yeah. Where's my meal? Um, but no, so that was my highlight. It was really, like like I said, it was great to have that that moment with, uh, with him. Um, yep. Yeah, that's a that's huge. Anytime yeah. the kids apologize to you, that's yeah, and, a massive thing. Yeah, and it's and it's really great when it's when you can tell that it's genuine. Um, because right. I you know, I think I think you've you've said it before on, on, on the show that uh, there you know, there are kids that, that just learn the you know, that learn behavior. Um, so they, they know that they need to say sorry. Like right. that's that's what's expected of them. Um, but they may not necessarily understand why they're saying it or, right. or even mean it necessarily in the, in the moment or at the time. Right. So it's always great when you can tell, like, hey, this kid really, really did, like I said, put some thought into it and, and really meant everything. Yeah, that's awesome. That is, that, I, I really like this child we're speaking of, too. I was going to say, had a yeah. really rough week, so that's great that he, like... I mean, absolutely. I mean, and, and you know, he, he, he and I have had some tough spots. Um, this is his second go-around with us. So, um, you know, we've had some some tough spots in, in his short time being back, and but we've also had some some clarifying conversations at the same time so i mean it's it's definitely one of those cases where you know I, i'm very interested to, to see where he's going and, and help him get to where he's eventually going to be yeah it's awesome yeah highlight you're still kind of with us <laughs> foot still in the literally one foot in the yeah. door one foot out the door <laughs> one, foot out the door. <laughs> one foot stuck um, all right so my getting to know you question what was your like Favorite record, album, CD, tape, depending on the time. Oh, I was a tape man. I was like, I still love cassettes. I, I something about the the popping it over and flipping it over. Yeah, that whole, is great. I don't know. And uh, the patience, the, you, patience. You had to. Like, Mary used to have to stick the number two pencil in there to yep. <laughs> to wind it all back <laughs> yes, when it came all yes, out. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, if I had to, I think I was. I think Illmatic by Nas was. I think one of my first tapes I ever picked up so I think I'm I'm gonna say just on nostalgia and well I mean it's a classic right. but, so but nothing to say any against it that way but probably yeah my favorite my favorite tape ever picked up was Nas's Illmatic have you listened to the new one I heard it's great it's haven't listened really to it. good okay, it is really good it. like it's it's in, be- in between Illmatic and and this one and this one you know there's it's I've always been a fan, right? But this one is—it's really good. Yeah, All right, I need to get on it. I, 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 listen, I'll probably listen to it tonight. I got yeah, a lot. To you do got a lot of, you got yeah. a lot to do. A lot of time. I recommend it. All right. Nice. Um, for you, Patrick, do you have a favorite quote? I do. So I've—I used to hate when coaches would do quotes because <laughs> it was always like the same, like you know, like some Vince Lombardi, like Dave Duck, shut up, like early bird gets the worm, some red like, oh, back If you work quote. harder, you do better. Oh, great. Yeah, it's like, but I've become a big quote person lately because yeah. like I've started to like research a lot of different historical figures because um, I just have so much time now. Like I've started reading a lot. Yeah. 
which I found is kind of dangerous. I, <laughs> I'm being serious. Knowledge I, is power. Yeah, I think too much. And I'm like, oh, man. Like, I don't, and, then, like, like, and then I start to like hate people I know because I know what they're saying isn't true, which is not good either. Not a good sign. Um, but, yeah, so I came across one lately. I can't remember who said it, but it was um, – what was it? Now I got to think of it. <laughs> no, it was intelligent people discuss ideas. Fools discuss how people should behave. Nice. And I think that's just like I, – when I, when I saw it, I was like, this is so like – pertinent to what's going on right now. Right, it's, it's so fitting. Right, because yeah. a lot of people right now are just, um, and I'm not, and I'm in no way talking about the social, ju- that is not what I'm talking about. Yeah. But a lot of people are just putting, they just put stuff out online or they say stuff to you that's just a negative thing. Yeah. And there's no solution. Yeah. They're like, did you know that this is going on? And I'm like, well, yeah, but what, what does saying that do? What are we doing like, about it? do you it? have a solution? Right. Um, like whether it be work or fan or whatever, people are just like saying like negative stuff over and over and over again. And again, I'm not talking about the social justice stuff. And it's just like, like it's more like the COVID stuff and what's going on. Like, yeah. oh, this is so hard. And it's like, all right, well, wh- what's the next step? Like we're adults. Yeah, because you can only say something sucks for so long right. without like, okay, like, yeah, it sucks. Okay, like. Please have that space where you're like, yeah, everybody should have that space where you're like, all right, like this just is awful. But then like at some point, it's like, yeah. all right, what are we, what are we doing about it? And I think it's too like who you surround yourself with, like, um, like it's human inclination to, to, to just kind of talk trash. Like that's yeah. just kind of for some reason that's what we like. But I'm like, like I've, it's really made me like catch myself this stuff. It's like if you have this many complaints about this person, why are you hanging around them? Facts. Right? Facts. Like if this, like if you keep telling, like, because I, I catch myself like telling about people I know, like this person has negative energy and it brings me out. It's like, all right, well, that's your fault. Like, <laughs> like you're choosing to spend your time with this person, so stop yeah. telling other people that they're bringing you down. Like yeah. you're bringing them down. <laughs> like you know, so it's just like I don't know. I really like that quote because it's just like I like now when I say something negative, I, I always want to like have a reason for saying it. Yeah. Not just spread negativity because there's enough of that going, going on, on right now, now. no so, i think yeah. i think that's great i think you should blow that one up and definitely decorate the hallways with it yeah just <laughs> everywhere just i think all over the hallway. i think it's fit, it's fitting even to like especially to here with the kids that we deal with because we're always asking them for solutions so right. i think i think it's it's it would be great for them to, to have you know something that they could see to be like hey that you know we're not the only ones saying this right, right. like we're not the only ones giving you this message like you can there's there's always something that you can do because a lot of them will be like i want to i hate this kid i hate this kid and and you and i are always like okay but but you have to be around them so how are you gonna so if i'm not doing that then what am i what am i doing right like because everyone hates the teacher that shows up like 20 (laughs) minutes late and then's like you gotta be on time like it's like you were late i saw you you know so i'm just trying to to get better at that kind of stuff but we got a, look at a, I mean, we can't see it on here, but we got a quote board over here. Say, yeah, man, it's filling in. The quite, kids are filling quite it up. nicely. Yeah, yeah no. I had to put down the Mal quote. <laughs> kind of kidding. Wanted to put Mal up there. God. All right. So this is there is some positivity in this actually. Um, this is the what do we call it? The resource of the week. Yes. Yes. I'm a little out of practice. Right, so I mean, the, I mean, it's the resource of the month right now. Yeah, resource of the month because okay. it's been a little while. But so this is one of the books I just read, um, Inside Rikers by Jennifer Wynn. It's older, probably 20 years ago. But um, I just kind of want to do this in like three parts, like, like kind of who are the prisoners in our country, um, like why this is not a political thing, like this is a huge deficiency in our country. It just is. Yeah. And then, and then the important one of the, the most important part of this book. Um, besides the knowledge is that she this woman actually did some stuff with because mm-hmm. I've tried to read stuff about our prison system before and it's kind of like that quote I just said it's just like stat after stat of negativity and I'm just yeah. like well I can't I, it just doesn't keep my attention if we're not talking about like what can we do even if it's very far-fetched right um, so 
like this is obviously about Rikers Island. Everyone knows what Rikers Island is, but some of the stats that just shocked me. So two thirds of Rikers inmates are pretrial detainees. Yeah, which is just like they're not guilty. <laughs> right, they, <laughs> they have, have not been guilty. <laughs> right. um, and everyone knows the Khalif Browder story. Yeah. I mean, he was in solitary confinement for two years for maybe stealing like $20 or whatever worth of goods. Maybe. It, a backpack. Yeah, and it, <laughs> it, it, he might not even have So that stuff happens all the time. And then you can talk about, obviously, the whole system of bail is absurd. Yeah. Because it's because every, everyone's supposed to be treated equally. And if but someone yeah. has bail and another person doesn't. Somebody stays, somebody goes. Right. So that is crazy. Um, every, you know, the racial disparities. 48 times more likely to be sent to prison a, a black person compared to a white person for like a, a marijuana charge something like that um and then even like bigger problems and are well not bigger than race but like firearms eight times greater than the those of the 25 other wealthy nations combined is how many we have in our country so this isn't politics you can't argue yeah. like um another one one out of four children in the u.s live in poverty and the second highest is canada 15 percent. so we're 10 percent higher than the nearest country which is just, and then everyone knows the, the classic one. We have 5% of the world's population, 25% of the world's prisoners, right? Mm. So it's just like, like these, and, and like we'll talk about the retention rates too, how like 80% of people go back within the year. So it's like, yeah. what are we doing, right? So some of the things about how we could actually help people um, and, and the, the population that's going to Rikers, 30% homeless, 25% have been treated for mental illness, 80% have a history of substance abuse, mm. and 75% return to Rikers within the year. And then the other one is twice as many psychotic inmates in prison in our country than mental health facilities. So, like, what? So like, what is going on? So our demographics are the kids, right? And so that say, it's, it's, and it I sounds meant, like it's outlining the our kids and it's outlining the ACEs scores. It's just like it's, right. And I didn't. We're not going into a prison podcast. <laughs> no. I said this because our two episodes ago we talked about our kids' long term outcomes. Yeah. And our kids have mental illness. Yeah. Um, and our kids come from impoverished areas, and our kids would not have the money for bail. Yep. A hundred percent would not. No. Nope. So this all ties in together, um, and so even if you don't, if you're not an empathetic person and don't care about any of these people, <laughs> like I, I'm just saying, I mean there are people out there like you know. So the money the money issue, Rikers costs taxpayers in New York 830 million dollars a year, which is 68 thousand dollars per prisoner. Right. All right. Sending these people to a drug treatment facility, which is what most countries do, that if, if it's a nonviolent crime for yeah. mental illness or a, a drug facility, you know, or, or a drug crime, it costs $17,000. <laughs> so on my calculations, that's $51,000 <laughs> cheaper per person. Per person. If you sent them to a mental health facility or a drug rehab facility, depending on what, like if you're, if you have a mental illness and you take your clothes off on a public bus, you should not go to jail. No. Like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> It, it even, <laughs> even on a cost-effective basis, right. like it just doesn't make any and sense. And if you're addicted to crack and you, 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 or whatever, or heroin or whatever, and you stole a stereo or, or to, to feed your habit, you shouldn't go to jail. That's right. not a, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right. And like, yeah. I guess I've always known this stuff, but like, the more I read about it, it's just like it's, it drives me insane. <laughs> and it drives me insane that people try to make it political because in no way is it political, no matter what what your party. Well, is yeah, whatever, whatever side you're on. Um, so the positive part is this woman, uh, which I really respect her because she, she wrote the book, but she was also participating in, in the program. Um, and so students from Rikers that go to a community college have a 50% higher retention rate than average students. Hmm. So they're more likely to stay in yeah. if they've been to jail. Um, and then if they have two years of college, 
they're, they have a 10% rearrest rate compared to the national average of 60. So they reduced their rate of rearrest by 500%. Jeez. Um, and then 70% of inmates who create a 12, who finish a 12 to 18 month drug program test free of drugs five years later. So these programs work, right. is the point. <laughs> right, it's not. But right. if you don't do anything, and, and like in Rikers, they give a lot of the, the people that are heroin addicts, they give them methadone the whole time they're there. Mm. So then, and this was absolutely unbelievable. They, they drop them off at 5 a.m. so no one can see them from a bus in New York City, and they give them $5 of, bus to, of tokens. Wow. And so they're addicted to methadone. Right. They have no money, right. and they have no means of transportation. They have one ride. So right. what do you think? What do you think is going to happen right how now? How are they going to get money? Right. They're addicted to drugs. They're going to steal. They're going to break a law, and then they're back in prison. So like, what, it's just like, and I know a lot of people already know this, so if I'm you know, going, I, I mean, I know a lot of people know this, but, but a lot of people don't. Right, so like, right. So it's just like, I, I, I don't know what, like, I know the solution is, is to get involved, and, um, but it's just such a massive problem in our country. It's just kind of depressing. No, I mean, but it's, it's also, it also demonstrates the, the, the connections that we may not even recognize that are there, right? Like, the, um, it gives you some, some understanding of, like, how the, the, the school-to-prison pipeline happens, right? Because right. you have kids that, you know, that we work with, and we can see just how they become trapped in these systems um, just based on their, the product of their life. Right. right. So no, it's it's like so it's like you said. For people who don't know or may not see exactly how they are might be connected to it. Um, right. It's it's always. I guess I just felt dumb talking about it because it, at our job, everyone kind of you should at least be researching this stuff. Right. But a lot it, of people don't. Like you right, see yeah. a homeless person. Like I've talked about, it, and you start laughing. Like it's not funny. Yeah. That like you 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 have this thought or understanding that people. All understand what you understand, and completely right. forget that they like they don't. Right. And then um, four years ago, I understood none of this, <laughs> and wasn't interested. In it. Right. Like it wasn't like I, I, you know, hated people that went to jail. I just didn't have any interest in educating myself, which is terrible. Right. But I, I'm not preaching because I didn't do any of this until I started working here. Yeah. But like, like we have kids who, you know, we'll have kids that leave here and they'll get an apartment, or whatever, and then they get kicked out of their apartment, and they're mentally ill, and then they're homeless, and then they get arrested, and then we they, hear about then it. Then that cycle happens all, yeah. Right, and then they're going to get out of jail and have no money, and they're going to steal something, and they're going to go back to jail. Exactly. When they need continued help. <laughs> help and services. So, I hope that wasn't too depressing, but... I mean, we made it through. Yeah. We got on the other side. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll end we're, our, we're ending on a high yeah, note. Yeah, we'll end on a good story. <laughs> Uh, this student um, actually is the student from Patrick's earlier story about the IEP meeting. Um, so it's 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 great to see the transition that he's on his way to making, um, the progress that he has made since being here. I mean, he still is one of those kids who has some some time to go. You know, he's still very young, um, and and even his time here, um, you know, he's there was still room for him to 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 make some more progress. Um, but definitely made strides from when he got here. You know, for I mean, sure. he was he was. Uh, one of the uh, his his behaviors was just elopement. So like he would and he and he was very uh, not very not verbal about it. Not not that he was nonverbal, but like he would just get up in the middle yeah. of class and the next thing you know he's on the main street yeah. um, and wouldn't say a word to anybody about what happened, what's wrong with him, or where he's going. He was just out. Um, so it it was really positive to see when those behaviors kind of started to subside and. Um, to see him start engaging um, with with peers more, because uh, he was he was also very uh, opinionated. Might be a, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was very sure of his own opinions right. and thoughts. But like you said, he wouldn't tell you. <laughs> right. Like he he doesn't like he's just not a kid right now. Um, and he got better at this, but still like 
He's just not a kid that's going to sit down and just do like a, a worksheet on like nouns, right? Right. But he wouldn't tell me that. Right. So I was trying to give him something simple his first day, and he just ball it up and throw it on the floor. And then I would say something like, "Hey, bud, do you want?" something else and then like you said he would just walk out yeah and i was like well that didn't go well <laughs> and his interactions with like with peers and staff could be very volatile when you first got here lots <laughs> of lots of explicitives and uh yeah. he was he's very he was very sure about telling you where to go and how to get there and um, i think he had had some bad experiences at his previous place yeah so he hated, he hated like, almost it. all adults yeah 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 i <laughs> forgot about yeah, that yeah like, you just trying to you know like you're just trying to get and i was like Dude, i'm not trying to do anything i'm trying to you. like figure out your name and, <laughs> and how it can go from here. Right. But he, his improvements were like with peers, he started actually conversing. Yes. Yeah. And with Steph, like he actually started telling us what was wrong. At least if he had a problem with something you were doing. He yeah. Would. I mean, if, if, if he was very much one of those kids where you had to find the right avenue to like, to speak to him. Like you had to speak how he's, how he, <laughs> it sounds weird, but like you have to, you had to speak johnny language like right, so you yeah. had to navigate what you had to navigate yeah. what he's saying to you and then and then return the conversation in a way that he understands in the yeah. way is good for him like and if it if it wasn't like he he'd cut it off in a second right. like the conversation is over yeah. um but i agree like he he did get to the point where um he would open up like he would he would tell me like okay and he would tell us like well, this happened. Um, even if it was raw and ugly, he'd be like, "Well, this person did this, and that's why I right. did this." Before it was none of that. Like he was, right. he would just like I said, he would either tell you to go where you can go, or he would just walk out the front door. Yeah, and that, it's a great example of like, like I don't know what the right term is, but like giving our kids uh, like control of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like you would probably would not do that with like a traditional kid, but like yeah. with our kids, you have to. So if he's like, uh, you know, even if he's like, I, I hate Aaron. Aaron's a you know piece of shit or whatever. I'd be yeah. Like, yeah, you know, sometimes Aaron can, you know, just like, <laughs> yeah. and, I, like and, and I didn't mean it. Right. But like you had to like, like more like when he would say like, I hate adults. I'd be like, yeah, some adults are awful. Like yeah. you just have to say that, which probably you wouldn't say to a normal kid. Like, but, but to get to that next step. Right. Because you right. had, like you said, if you didn't acknowledge what he was saying. He wouldn't continue the conversation. Yeah, it was over. <laughs> it's over. Um, but uh, he has definitely um, made great strides and great progress in, in, in um, like, Patrick said earlier about how he was able to advocate for himself in a in a big setting as a, as an as an IEP. It's you know some adults, even myself included, have times tough times speaking in those kind of forms. Um, so for him to be able to to have enough confidence within himself to advocate for what he wants and what he feels like he can accomplish is great. Um, and you know my position right now, my transition is actually puts me in a really good spot with him oh, yeah. because. I'm I'm actually you know watching him discharge today, but I'm actually welcoming him, him into the program um, that I'm transitioning to on Monday. So it's gonna I'm gonna I'm seeing seeing him out the door on Friday and opening the door on Monday. Um, so I'll be able to to check on him and and see him um, as he makes his transition to the to the other side of the day program for us. Yeah, and he um, like when he today when he left he. It's like did these really heartfelt goodbyes, which is I, I I know that didn't happen at his last placement. Right, right. Like with his peers, yeah. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> um, and and he still had his like bickering with his peers, but I, I think they genuinely all liked him, and he liked yeah. all of them, which is just like if you would have told me that when he first got here, like there's no chance. Yeah, because what's crazy is that swing on everybody. <laughs> what's what's you know what I just thought about what's crazy is that him and uh, the the his peer that he was sitting next to and he bonded with like in since they came over here. Yeah. You know they they had a, they fought earlier. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could completely forgot that they had gotten into a fist fight so the, the two of them had are now like close friends yeah. and um so it just speaks to his ability uh to you know repair yeah he's uh and that's great he's kind of got like 
I think he's got a really good situation for him right now. He's yeah. got like a little step down, and then hopefully next year the plan is for him to return to the traditional return, school setting, which is home school for most of all our kids. Them, all of our kids, yeah. 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 All of our kids. So yeah, kudos on that, man. Can't wait to hear and be involved to see where that goes. Yeah, man, that was a longer one. Yeah, got, got kind of carried away with the. You know. No, I mean I could feel your energy. It was good. I, I mean, <laughs> like I said, man, when I read, it's dangerous. Bro. I start spouting off stats. People are like, "Shut up!" We're at a party, man. Socially distanced party. Socially distanced. Like, no one cares. <laughs> I can't hear you from over. No, and I know, like I like I said, I know a lot of people already know that stuff, but like I certainly. Before I started working here, it was just like something I, you know, you might hear in passing on the news. Yeah. And I just didn't, so I just wanted to. No, I like I said, I'm here for it, man. I think you know, the, there's never a time where knowledge cannot be spread. I mean, even even if it goes on one ear, it's it's more than enough. So yeah, but to just you know, we offer the solutions, <laughs> yes. not just we're all screwed. Like <laughs> right. I, I can't, like I'm just like okay, <laughs> like should I give up? I don't know. <laughs> Are we done? I don't know. We're done. I don't know. I, just, I mean, I, I guess. I don't know. We'll see, I guess. We'll see. Uh, well, Patrick, you got anything else? No. All right. Nice. Me neither. Uh, so, uh, as always, I've enjoyed our conversation. Uh, hope you guys have enjoyed listening. We look forward to you guys listening next week. Not next month. Next week. <laughs> next week. <laughs>